Hey wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining the Queens of Belly Up Wrestling as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady, Kayla. Hello. And our resident jester, Jolie. So, On this week's episode, we run down recaps from AEW Revolution, the Super Showdown, and dive into the craziness that happened with all the, the title pictures this past week. But before we get into all that, last night, WWE had a house show at Penn State, and our resident Jester here made the journey over there. So, um, just, uh, Jolie, I definitely saw some video on there, but how, how, was, um, how was the event last night? Uh, show is great. It started out with Ricochet versus the OC minus AJ. He first beat Carl Anderson, even though Luke Gallows interfered. Then he beat Luke Gallows. That was fun. Then it was Andrade versus Umberto. Um, Andrade won by cheating. Oh, the surprise. Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. Ooh. So that, they're adding Shayna, huh? Yes, yes. So that was the rumor that they were secretly adding Shayna. It said with special guest appearance by Shayna Baszler on the Bryce Jordan website. And then she just had a match with Liv, and it was actually a really good match. And I hate saying this, but I think that people really put the blame on the wrong person in the Survivor Series triple threat match because she has good chemistry with Becky. She had great chemistry last night with Liv. I just don't think she has great mm. chemistry with Bailey. I think they put a lot of blame on Becky and Shayna more than they did on Bailey. Then, while she was beating down Liv after she beat Liv, Becky comes running out, attacks Shayna. Kabuki Warriors come out, attack Becky. Charlotte comes out, helps Becky. They shake hands. We have a small Charlotte reunion with Charlotte going in the ring. I don't like you. You don't like me. <laughs> we both want gold. Let's have a tag match. All right. It was a very good tag match. Kabuki's cheated to win by using chairs and getting disqualified. Uh. And then, oh, we also had um, Cedric versus Bobby Lashley, which was, it was okay. And Eric Rowan versus Noe Jose. Noe Jose can wrestle. Does I, he I ever get the chance to? <laughs> Yeah, but they actually put on a long match. Okay. And and then the final was Kevin Owens versus was supposed to be Seth Rollins, but Seth being the chicken that he chicken shit that he is, um, backed out and had his brother Buddy Murphy. He got jumped by AOP and you know how they all roll. Right. And then outruns um Eric and outruns Drew McIntyre. And yes, that video that Kevin Owens did is real. <laughs> we were chanting tiny balls. He has also been dubbed Monday Night Man Bun. <laughs> okay, so how okay, so how did it all come about with him grabbing the camera and because it, it's like the video I saw is like camera in one hand, mic in the other hand. So I think that they're either filming something for the network because they were doing a lot of recording with um, Kevin Owens and Seth. Kevin grabbed it, used the mic, and then 
we were all chanting tiny balls. And normally when he does the stomp to, or the, to the stomp, uh, burn it down stomp, mm-hmm. we were chanting tiny balls, tiny <laughs> balls, tiny balls. And at one point he actually, I actually got, I was right on the row. Uh-huh. So, you know, we're all chanting at him and he's, he looked like dead in the eyes and I called him a tiny bald coward and that the bears suck. <laughs> um, and he's like, I am not a coward. No, you're a liar. And he's like staring right at me. And I'm like, I love this. <laughs> and the funnier thing, like not even like 30 minutes before this happened, I was getting high fives from Becky. So it was great. Sweet. Oh, man, that sounded like a good night. And I know we talked about like live events before. And after even watching that video, I was like saying, I got to go to a live event. That's like I got to fill, fill up the bucket list with that one. And the best part was, you know, Kevin Owens and Eric, they, they ran the AOP out and Drew got the Claymore kick on Seth to win. And Drew thanked everybody and he went around the ring signing autographs, taking pictures, but he did both sides of the ramp. Mm. And um, yeah, Drew was actually, I, I like this side of Drew. I mean, yeah. yeah, he's a great heel, but I really do like this side of Drew. I think, you know, when he when he's able to have fun, he was cracking up the entire time too. So awesome. Oh, well, while you were on about me and Kayla were staying home, but we, we stayed home to watch AEW revolution and I hadn't paid for a pay-per-view in a long time. And last night was worth every single cent. I mean, from the word jump now, Kayla, from what you put on Twitter, I think you and I have like some, similar thoughts about this best moment of the night moxley winning the title absolutely yeah and then worst moment of the night mjf screwing cody again yep (laughs) i saw that and i was like going you weasel son of a bitch oh no no the worst thing is that tattoo on cody's neck (laughs) that That was unusual that Brandy's I, I, not very fond, uh, very fond of it right now either. Oh, I heard about that. <laughs> I, I, I don't talk a lot about AEW. This is y'all's department. We already, everybody knows that I am not an AEW fan, but I like Cody. That tattoo is an awesome tattoo, hands down. I've got ink. I love it. That's just the wrong placement for it. That's something like if he was going to get that, that's something that needs to be, you know, if he was going to do a neck tattoo. Do right. it on the front where the it's the the nightmares coming up the chest. I think that would have been a cooler idea. And yeah. you know, a lot of people are, are saying that people are bitching about it. No, we're just putting out our displeasure because a lot of us agree with Brandy. Which yeah. Is, it was which is a... odd in itself because apparently she fights with everybody on Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like a weird spot. It's mm-hmm. like ugh. it's like kind of threw off everything. Okay, so yeah, no, getting back to the Cody and MJF match, it's like Kayla, it's like I saw that and I was like, Wait, well, you weasel, you couldn't you've been trying to get out of this match you, and it's like you you got out of this match on your own terms and so it's like I don't yeah, I think this is gonna go to like double or nothing in Vegas probably, right? I agree. It's definitely not over because I kinda still feel like Cody didn't get all the revenge or all the stuff that he wanted to do. So yeah, it's it's definitely going to extend a little bit further. All right, now here's my now here's what I was thinking. What was your surprise of the night? Something you didn't expect? 
Well, honestly, um, really can't think of anything at the moment. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> um, honestly, probably more than likely. Um, but I think that the surprise, I was surprised that, um, Chris Statlander didn't win the match because I thought she really had that match going there for a little bit. Um, other than that, I can't think of anything that comes to mind. Okay. Now, it's like um, with a lot of the wrestlers in AEW, I never really knew much about Orange Cassidy. So that was like the first time I really like saw him like in a match. And actually, and I was like, oh, boy, can throw down. He actually made me laugh. Like, I like the part <laughs> where he was going, uh, uh, like that it weren't barely kicking here. Never yeah. did it back. He did it yeah. back. He did it back. And then just, eh. <laughs> I was I'm not I'm not big I mean I've never been a big fan of Neville when he was Neville and I've never and I'm not a big fan of him as um Pac either but a part of me was just like I knew he wouldn't win but a part of me was going go Orange Cassidy go Orange Cassidy freshly squeezed right <laughs> no but it's like every match was like awesome it's like Dustin and Hager uh Gavar and Darby Allen and it's like I'm so glad Darby won. Yes. Um Gavar's got skills in the ring. I I do not I can't fault him for that. He is just like a ugh, like I said before, he's a pain in the ass. The match of the night, the tag match. Yes. The tag match with Young Bucks and Omega and Page. And I don't know if you saw that, like, at the end when they were leaving the ring, like, Paige was thinking something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so, but it, it, it's, like, it almost like he was going to turn on Omega, like, right then and there when they were, when he was leaving the ring and sat down the title and everything. Yeah, it was just like he was sitting there. He sat it down, and it was just, like, he kind of had that look like you see on Randy Orton, like, should I do it or should I not do it? Right. And then my mom and I was standing there, like, sitting there going, don't you do it. Don't you do it. You know, <laughs> don't you do it. And then sure enough, he's like, come on, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So. No, but, um, yeah, it's like, I really don't know. I seriously don't know how the friendship between all four of them is going to uh, recover from this. Man, but overall, it's just like it was just an awesome show, and they threw down. And after it was over, I was like, going WWE, step it up big time, absolutely big time. Okay, so okay, wait a minute, you... wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm well... actually, I'm gonna throw my two cents in here. You're gonna say WWE, step it up, NXT steps up. There's nothing that okay. AEW has done that NXT hasn't done better. Um, they're saying that that Cody Rhodes flip. Um, did he see uh, Ricochet's corkscrew off of War Games? I'm sorry. <laughs> there, are, there are athletes way better than the shit that they got in AEW. That's my opinion. I'm so sick of you know WWE's got to step up their game. No, SmackDown needs to step up their game. You're right That's about it. that. You're That's right about it. that. Raw's okay. product has gotten better. People are pissed that the Fiend won the title. I know we're going to get to this. Yeah. The Fiend never needed the title. That's nah. the thing. The Fiend never needed the title for that mystique. All he did was become Brock Lesnar with that title. Yeah, he wrestled in a porn light. The title wasn't needed in any of that context. Okay. Look look at the match that just came out this Friday. You're going to get Cena versus Wyatt. Cena versus Fiend. Re- six years in the making. Six years. Yeah. yeah. 
oh, but AEW's the end all to be all. Go fuck off, dudes. I'm so sick of that shit. Okay, you are right about that. I, you are right about that. NXT is like set the barrier for a long time, and it's like with WWE. I, it's for me, it's like WWE, and I know NXT and WWE are like it's one and the same and everything, but it's like I think WWE, Raw, and SmackDown, NXT, AEW, and everything. So you are definitely right that NXT has definitely stepped it up for the longest. Um, another thing, Kat, did you see last night? Um, how they introduced. Their version of war games last night called Blood and Guts. Yeah, I saw that preview. It's like war games match, but of course they call it, can't call it war games because WWE owns the rights to that. But it's pretty much the same thing. And but they're introducing it, it. It's the same thing with the the thirty man Iron Man match. They're introducing it on regular TV. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. Basically, so I- all it is is a glorified house show. <laughs> and so you're making war games into blood and guts. And I get it. War games, Starcade, those all came from Dusty's mind. Mm-hmm. Well, right now, WWE still has the rights to that because they bought it. Right. Dusty gave those rights to WCW. WWE has those rights. Yeah. Cody, once those rights are up, has every right to go for them. Now, Tony Khan can step up with the money to push it forward. But why hasn't he? He, he could literally go to Vince and say, here's all this money. We want this stuff. And you don't think Vince would? I mean, come on. People bitch about him taking blood money from uh, Saudi. Right. So, so everybody ha- – what's it that million-dollar man used to say? Everybody has a price. I'm pretty Everything sure has a price, if, yeah. if Tony Khan sat down with Vince and said – Here's a check for a certain amount of money. And I know I'm going to piss people off with this. But you know what? I've come to the point where I don't care anymore. (laughs) I am so sick and tired of every AEW fucking stat out there that's saying that this is like the end all to be all. And when I saw that preview for War Games, I was like, yeah, no, Ciampa's calling. That's daddy's home. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if Cody wants it that much... He can go to his his higher Boss. up check and say, "Can you do something about this?" Because I'm pretty sure Tony can use his NFL ties too to try to get it. Right, and I know I know that uh, WWE has the and NXT have the rights for Dusty Rhodes Classic for at least a couple more years, and then I don't know what the hell they're going to do after that. And then yeah, it know. might become the Vince McMahon Classic at this point. Ugh. <laughs> Probably not. It would most likely be, um, if anything, if they're going to do anything, it'd probably be called the uh, Outlaw Classic. Outlaw Classic. New Age Outlaws? Okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it, definitely. It, anything's better than calling it after Vince. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so with Raw coming up tomorrow night, Miss uh, Beth Phoenix, Hall of Famer, a.k.a. Edge's, Edge's wife, is supposed to be coming on to provide a medical update for uh, for her husband and on his condition. Now, the minute that I saw this, I was like going, uh, I'm thinking 2009 flashbacks again. But um, what, do you think, uh, what do you think, Kayla? It's like, are we getting 2009 flashbacks or is Randy going to get a surprise of his own? I think a little bit of both. 
Um, and a part of me, I may be wrong. A part of me might be um, is thinking that she's going to come out. She's going to say this, how he's doing. And maybe Orton might come out. I'm not saying he might strike her, which I don't think he will. Um, but maybe a part of me thinks that Beth is going to be in the ring to lower Orton out there thinking, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt Edge. You know, give him give him my best. And I think that's where he's just going to strike out of nowhere with a spear. That's that's what I predict. But mm. I don't know. A part of me wants that. So, Man, I hope it's just a jump attack, but um, but I could be wrong. I've been wrong about everything. What do you think, Jolly? Do I feel that Randy would strike a woman? Are you nuts? Yes, of course he would. <laughs> Definitely McMahon. RKO and a punt. 2009! Well, Stephanie McMahon tends to piss everybody off, so. <laughs> right? <laughs> Not really. I always liked her. Um, I think it could be a trap, but it could not. might not be for Edge. Okay. It might be for Jeff Hardy. He's going to be on backstage. That's why I'm thinking it. Jeff Hardy's going to be on backstage. Well, wh- why out of all the randomness on a Tuesday after a f- Monday where Beth Phoenix is going to be, and he has been seen backstage at both Raw and SmackDown, apparently. So it's like, what's going on? You know, mm-hmm. either way, whatever happens, it, it, I think it's definitely a trap. Either way, I seeing her back in the ring. And if, if the rumors are true, what's going to be coming up? I can't wait to see her actually wrestle again. Yeah, that was the only that was the other thing I was thinking about the rumors about her possible upcoming plans. So I was like thinking that might play into it a little bit. But since it was like coming up with coming out with her updating us on edge and everything, I'm automatically started thinking like Randy Orton 2009. So it's like, oh, it's like pray for the best, expect the worst, unfortunately, especially when Randy's involved, everything's pray for the worst. But um. No, I really think that what I have been reading, because those rumors that those rumors that were spoken about Cena versus Fiend and Goldberg versus Roman, those came true, and this is coming from the same source. Right. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And then I just found out earlier, before we started recording this and everything, that they also do have a couple of matches set up for tomorrow. One match I was not expecting to see right away, but I would love I, – I cannot wait for this. Asuka versus Shayna Baszler and, uh, in a more in the Elimination Chamber kind of preview and everything. If, if, if the rumors come out to be true and Shayna ends up getting the title and everything, I would have loved to see this match like further down for the title at SummerSlam, but we are getting it now. So – Jolie, how do you think this is going to play out? Well, considering they're both heels, it's going to be very undermined and very underhanded. You don't know what what's going to happen, especially with one outside factor. Ah, Kyrie. Kyrie, Kyrie. Kyrie. She has a very deep history with Shayna, so. Oh, yeah. But I'm actually surprised they're doing matches like this. and They're not doing the um, time gauntlet matches for who comes in first. So I was actually shocked about that. Yeah, it's like the way they're doing Elimination Chamber. I mean, we're going to get into that later and everything, but 
it's like with the timing with Super Showdown and Elimination Chamber, it's like throwing everything off for the actual pay per view. Well, but, this um, happened. This happened last year. Yeah, with uh, what was it like Hell in a Cell, right before Hell in a Cell or something like that? No, it was uh, Fast Lane. Ah, okay. <sighs> All right. Well, Ka- Kayla, how do you think it's playing out? Um, like Julie has said, definitely. Um, biggest factor of this match is Shayna would definitely have to watch her back with um Kyra Sane out there. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, they have do they do have a lot of history. I remember their matches back in NXT. Um, Kyrie, one thing about Kyrie, she never forgets. Um, when she did lose her NXT title to Shayna, um, to make Shayna the two time uh, NXT champion, she um. Had her little goon squad, Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir, get involved with that match. And I kind of part of me thinks Kyrie has never forgotten that. Yeah. Um, Kyrie will probably be a big factor in this match, trying to help Asuka win the match. And then a part of me thinks that um, she may make her appearance well known is a uh, Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch saying, Hey, I'm here. Don't forget about me. All I know is I better not see Jessamine and Marina anytime soon. Uh, I need to stay down I, there for a while. For what I've been reading, they've been doing um, the NXT house shows. I think Marina was facing Mia this past weekend. So, okay, good. <laughs> no, no, it's like with all due respect and everything, those two need a little more time in the bottle before they even even begin to sniff raw. Okay, and then the other. The other match plan is a rematch from Super Showdown with the tag titles up on the line. Seth Rollins, Jolie's favorite superstar. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. And Murphy going up against the Street Profits. Now, I I was hoping that the Street Profits would take it at Super Showdown with possible help from Kevin Owens. But then I remembered Kevin Owens doesn't usually go to... Super Showdown in support of Sami Zayn. So this week with the rematch and everything, I think Kevin Owens may make his appearance and end up costing Rollins and Murphy the tag titles. So definitely, I see the Street Profits coming out with this. Kayla, who who you got? I believe this might be the chance of Street Profits. Like you said, I definitely see KO um, getting involved because, like I said, it's. It's building up. There's just if they're um, going to let Seth lose the titles um, before WrestleMania, um, this definitely would be it. And Buddy Murphy just or Murphy, whatever he shall, whatever the dog of Seth Rollins is going by nowadays, Murphy, Buddy. Um, <laughs> I still see him as a little lost puppy that walks around behind the Monday Night Messiah. Mm. Um, I think that. I think this would definitely be the time that they need to go ahead and just break it between those two because there ain't no other opportunity for them to do so, really. <sighs> Joey? Yeah, this is literally the only real chance for them to take the titles off of them either this, today or, or Monday night or at the Elimination Chamber somehow. Um, I don't see Seth having a tag team match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> So I definitely think that this would be the perfect time for the Street Profits to go for and get the titles and maybe AOP challenge for the titles. 
That way they somehow still get it back with Monday Night Bun or Monday Night uh, Man Buns crew because that's the better team, to be in my opinion. Speaking of, one more thing about Seth. Did y'all see the? Did y'all see his look whenever he was doing like promos and and news and media and everything for Super Showdown with like all the hair down and everything, almost like a Jesus look-alike and everything? He literally walked down the ramp saying, "Oh, my people," and shaking people's hands. And I'm just looking over at my friend, thinking, "What the hell?" <laughs> and in the back of my mind. Born and raised Catholic, not practicing, but born and raised. And I could hear the nun that taught me in CCD breaking rulers <laughs> at at this. I'm like, oh my god, she would smack the shit out of him with a ruler right now. <laughs> but he honestly looked like the big Lebowski. Ah, that's a good comparison. <laughs> All right, so stemming also from Super Showdown Fallout, uh, we got a new Universal title holder with one Mr. Goldberg. Wasn't really expecting that, but of course, with all the rumors, with it, it's it's funny WrestleMania rumors kind of like you. It's like you think something's going to go one way, but you hear rumors, and then you see why it went another way, and it it amounts to all kinds of craziness, but. But the Goldberg did defeat The Fiend for the Universal title. And then this past Friday night on SmackDown, he asked who's next. And surprisingly enough, we have no Elimination Chamber match because Reigns comes out, says he's next, and then later on the show, they make it official. Reigns versus Goldberg at WrestleMania. So, Jolie, with Goldberg winning the Universal title, Reigns getting a title match without Elimination Chamber, did WWE make the right move or wrong move? the only move who who are you going to have face Goldberg yeah it would have been a a quick predictable match because in all honesty you really can't predict yeah we everybody thinks it's going to be Shayna but there's nobody in that elimination chamber match for the women that I can't see going against Becky I, I can see every one of those women going against Becky I can't see him going against Corbin or Rude or Ziggler. The only person that I could see him going against is Bro. <laughs> like, I would honestly love to see Matt Riddle come up and challenge him, but that's not going to happen. I think we're a year away from that. But, in all honesty, like, you know, this is just, this is the right time. This is the right person to pull the trigger on. They decided not to have that Elimination Chamber match. And instead of that Elimination Chamber match, they put in a tag title Elimination Chamber match. So I'm actually happier with that one than I am with the men's because it get you know what it does? Guess who he's no longer wrestling against? There's no Corbin there. Thanks, fuck. Speaking of Corbin, speaking of Corbin, did y'all hear he's trying to pull like a Walder and blame his costume and entrance and everything for him losing the steel cage match? Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. He He's blaming an entrance where he was carried the fuck out. <laughs> he was carried out. He didn't walk like Wilder did in that heavy-ass cosplay. And he had chain mail that probably weighs five pounds. 
Little bitch, go home. <laughs> but no, I... but no. In all honesty, this is something I think you couldn't have the Fiend versus Roman at WrestleMania. Yeah. No matter how much that we all wanted that, Fiend gets a face reaction. He doesn't get a heel reaction. He gets a face reaction. He's always gotten a face reaction, even as a heel. Mm-hmm. Follow the buzzards, the flashlights. He gets a face reaction. Yeah. Goldberg pissed off everybody. Vince really pissed off everybody. Yeah. When this was, I think this was decided last minute to do this. But I think Vince is smarter than people give him credit for. No, I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm looking, I'm, I'm reading through all Twitter and I, I haven't decided yet what my gestures court's going to be. Maybe I'll decide by the end of the show what it's going to be. But watching the comments, reading the comments and everybody's saying, I'm canceling, like, I'm canceling, I'm canceling, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Good. There's a door. Get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm s- Roman is the future. Roman is right now. Yeah. Goldberg has constantly put people over time and time again when he was coming up WCW. Yes, he beat. He was undefeated. But how many, like, those matches were fantastic. When he came to WWE, he put over Roman. He put over Brock. Mm -hmm. He put over fucking Brock Lesnar. Yeah, really. Uh no, it's like when I wasn't expecting it, but after it, after it um, ended, and you hear you heard the results and everything, I understand it because in the end, it's all about the WrestleMania match, the moment, the after effects, and everything like that. And of course, this does seem to be steering towards Roman getting the title back that he never lost. And so, what would the better reaction for him be if it's against the fiend? It's not going to be that great of a reaction because like you said, Jolie, he gets a face, he gets a face uh, reaction from the crowd. He doesn't get a heel reaction. And with everyone being so pissed off at Goldberg because he, he took the title. It does work out better in Roman's favor. Kayla, want to jump in? I was actually shocked about it too. Um, give you a funny story. Um, I was actually going, well, I um, was going through the parking lot into my job and I'm sitting here shouting and screaming when Bailey retained. So that was kind of funny. But when I get into the cafeteria, I lot trash the time and I was like, crap, I got to go to work. So I was like, come on. The match kept going. I'm like, man, this is this. This ain't going to work out. So what I did, I set my phone up where the screensaver wouldn't come on going mm-hmm. through the line. Mind you, I'm not allowed to have my phone on the floor. So here I am going through the crowd to go to line three to for our um, beginning of the shift meeting. And all of a sudden I hear spear, 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 jackhammer. Here's your winner. And then new, and everyone's like, wait, Goldberg, everybody around me was like, what, what, what did just happen? I said, uh, Goldberg just pinned, uh, Bray Wyatt, the fiend at super showdown became the universal champion. And this guy, this one of the PCs there, the team leader, he goes, Oh dear Lord. <laughs> And I'm like, okay. I said, I'm happy, you know? And he's like, oh, so wait, dear he, Lord. So wait, he fainted like a church lady? 
he just freaked out because the fiend <laughs> lost the super showdown and i'm like okay and like the whole night he kept coming up to me going did he really lose did are you <laughs> he literally looked at me and said are you shitting me and i said he didn't believe you he didn't believe me <laughs> and i said find me find me on break find me on our lunch break at six o'clock and i'll show you i'll prove it he goes nah he, i know you're shitting me and uh, and so he finally found me he's like you, you, that's not right i said you don't believe me go ask my friend brandon up there and he's like oh okay okay i saw he, he was like he was shocked <laughs> i think he was more shocked than we were so it wow was... i think one of the best parts of that match and it doesn't get talked about a lot is that the fiend stood up while mm. he was celebrating he stood up and you like you see the anger radiating radiating off him and it's just like like okay what's this leading to and then you have the cryptic tweets and the cryptic messages and it's like okay this is leading up to something different and, and for the record that wasn't a jackhammer that was a damn suplex because okay and you know what the fact that Goldberg was able to lift up him, I give props to because Bray is a big dude. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that, but... It, I, I don't think he could be able to hold him up for the jackhammer, and I think they, they probably ad-libbed that at the end. It, one day ago, to my Mockingbird, not a loss, but instead a sacrifice. He wasn't a chapter in my tale. I began with a mission, and now I am where I'm supposed to be. You'll see. Ooh. So... Everybody's like freaking out. And this is what I said earlier. The Fiend never needed the title. Him losing was the best thing that happened to him because now he doesn't have that weight around his neck. Now he doesn't have that constraint. And they're like, they buried the Fiend. They buried the Fiend. No, they fucking didn't. Yeah, because it's like the next night he's the next night he's uh, challenging a 16 time world champion. And everyone's like, oh, that should have been for the title. So Cena could have. Buried him? <laughs> what happens when Cena puts him over? That place is going to go fucking nuts. Right? And plus, I think he, I think even Cena said himself, he doesn't want to break Flair's record. He doesn't want to break the record. I don't even think he wants to tie it. Yeah, he's he tied. Is tied. Yeah. He's already yeah. tied. I'm sorry. I was thinking of Charlotte for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I got a hand slap from her last night. And it still hurts. She she's she's got a strong strong slap, man. Oh, her so her and Umberto, my my God, like he came by, he went. I was like, mm, okay, I'm awake. <laughs> oh man, but uh, nah, definitely can't wait to see what, can't wait to see what happens at WrestleMania with those two. Okay, so switching the NXT, the Prince Finn came out. To try to uh, tell everybody his next move, we get interrupted by a couple of members from Imperium, send their regards from uh, Walter, and they end up attacking Finn and leaving him on his tail. I see this match, and I'm like, I I saw this interaction, and I was like thinking, okay, when's NXT Dublin? So, based on that, Jolie, should we anticipate Finn and Walter at Dublin? 
either Finn and Walter at Dublin or Finn and Walter at TakeOver um, at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Because that's a match I would love to see. I mean, when Imperium's music hit, I shot up. I'm like, Walter? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. The dude is a heel. But he has a presence about him that, like, commands respect. And and the fact that, you know, Walter can cave somebody's chest in with that mitt. But I think that, in all honesty, it should be saved if it's going to be for a title match for Dublin. Because that would be special for both competitors. I forgot. When is Dublin? April 24th? Okay. All right, so it's after Mania. It's, it's after Mania, yeah, because... Oh, okay. And we already right. know that, that Kayla's just going to drool over Finn, so... Yeah, I was oh. about to turn it over to our resident Finn uh, fangirl here. <laughs> as much as you all think I drool over Finn. Uh, um, anyway... We have the video proof. Yeah, it's like, I know we're an audio podcast, but Kayla's literally wearing a Finn shirt right now, so... Oh, darn, I gave it away. Well, anyway... <laughs> But anyway, um, as far as the whole Finn Balor, um, I do right now, I kind of think for maybe giving Finn a challenge right now would definitely be Walter. Um, I do normally not like like your heels. Some of them do grow on me. Um, but as far as the um, NXT UK, um, Walter is honestly one of my faves. Like you all said, when you hear his music, when you hear the music, you like pop up like expecting Walter to be there. Mm-hmm. Um I do have to agree. It would be really cool to um, see it at TakeOver Dublin if it was a championship match because I would give um, both of them kind of, you know, home boundaries a little bit to of who win. But if it's just going to be a normal match, save it for Tampa Bay because um, I think it would be a little bit more meaningful like that. But I'm actually really curious to see what the next step is between these two, especially knowing what Finn can do. Um, however, he strikes with his, uh, I'm going to bury the NXT flag in your heart or whatever he's going to do again. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty excited to see how this feud leads up and where how far it goes and when it's going to start as far as an actual match. I'm wondering, though, if this is going to be the beginning of bringing out the demon again. Um, just because we haven't seen him, but like we've seen glimpses of him, and um, I do find it humorous that you like brought like you know it's like one of the heel factions that you you sing along with. Somebody commented, oh, um, actually I think Jericho commented they only gave Shinsuke Nakamura lyrics because he was a heel and they didn't want them singing along. Has he ever turned on NXT and seen everybody sing along with? Imperium's theme song. <laughs> I mean, when everybody sings along with that, and they're like I said, they're the they're the heel faction of NXT UK. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. But I definitely have to agree. I do think the demon is definitely coming. Like I said, I had read um, at part. I'm really excited to see where it's going to go. But I have read something in the past a while back um, where Vince McMahon only likes to save the demon. For that special part. Um, special event. Special occasion. So hopefully with some of the promos. Some of the videos we've seen. Um, has. 
have the demon in it. There is a picture that he posted on his Instagram and Twitter right when he went back to NXT, and it was half regular, half demon. So um, I guess in a way, the more he fights and the more he wrestles, I think it's definitely going to bring that demon back out. Yeah, and it's like one aspect that I do love about this and everything because my initial reaction after um, Portland was that he was going to possibly go after Cole for the NXT title. But then he comes about like trying to evolve and like say, like, I've accomplished this, I've accomplished that. So it's like with this, it's like he's taking on new challenges, trying to um, take over and try to accomplish something in another part of the world, another part of um, WWE and NXT and everything. So this was definitely kind of like a surprise to me and everything. And it's definitely one I'm looking forward to no matter when, if it's Dublin or, or Tampa. Okay, so sticking with NXT UK, during during Thursday, um, Thursday show, NXT UK, there was an I Quit match between Kaylee Ray and Tony Storm for the NXT UK women's title. Unfortunately, Miss Tony saw herself on the ending, losing end of that, and... The only reason, and I'll, I'll full disclosure, I really don't watch NXT UK a whole lot, only because it's like strictly on network and it's on while I'm at work, and so I really don't usually have time to go catch up on it and everything. But I saw the video afterwards with her being carried to the back, and you could just see like the heartbreak in her face and like the the brutality and how much uh, pain and punishment she took from the match and everything. So, Kayla, I'm going to throw this to you. After her brutal loss, um, is this the last we've seen of Tony in NXT UK? No. Um, I definitely can see her maybe bouncing back and forth a little bit. Um, but she might take a little breather, you know, maybe try to go to, you know, regular NXT to maybe, you know, give her some new faces to wrestle. Um because I know she's probably, there's a few over there that she'd probably like to get her hands on. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as Ashley being um, on the NXT UK, I don't think she's going to give up. As far as maybe another title shot, as long as Kaylee Ray is a champion, that might be a possible no. Um, but I definitely don't think it's the end of um, Tony Storm on uh, UK. Yeah, and she definitely, I mean, it's like she's, her popularity is still out there and everything, but Jolie, what do you think? Well, the consequence of the match was that she can no longer challenge for the title as long as Kaylee holds it. Okay. So I do see her possibly coming over to NXT uh, for a little while. Um, or maybe even backing up Piper Nivens, mm-hmm. as she'll probably face Kaylee next, which... Go Piper! I love the big girl. <laughs> um, but there's so there's definitely more. I think there's there's decent talent over there. But I think it'd be nicer for her to come over here because they really need to. If they're going to start moving some people over to SmackDown and Raw, right. which is what I've been reading, you know, it'd be good to have a, a face that's talented to go with some of the um, not as experienced wrestlers. I mean, I would love to see Tony versus Candice, Tony versus Mia. There's more dynamic. I mean, would love to see another Rhea-Tony match, but 
I'm going to wait for the uh, WrestleMania match. That's the one I'm really looking forward to. But I definitely see her possibly going back. But right now, I think she should come over to NXT um, in Florida. All right. Just kind of, yeah, get a breather from the UK. Okay. So earlier I mentioned about, like, title matches and title pictures getting all screwed up. This week, and one title picture that definitely took a turn was for the NXT North American Championship. So, going into this week, the original thoughts were Keith Lee having the title, Dijakovic working his way back to a rematch, and then after a confrontation that they had at a live event, uh, Cameron Grimes went up against Dijakovic this week, tried to gain some momentum. And then out of nowhere, Damian Priest comes out, pulls a Tanya Harding on uh, Dijakovic with his knees. <laughs> Why Am me? I... Why me? Am I wrong? No, no. <laughs> he had the baton and everything. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so Priest comes out, does a Tanya Harding with Dijakovic in his knees, and Cameron Grimes ends up winning the match. And I'm like thinking, okay, what the hell's going to happen now? It's just like, ugh. And I already know that Dijakovic has a, uh, has a hit on on Priest based on his tweets. <laughs> oh, man. So, all right. So, Joey, how does the title picture for the North American title pan out after what happened? It's right now up in the air. Um, I think it also depends on this the steel cage match between Roderick Strong and Dream. I think mm-hmm. the winner of that will also be thrown into the mix, or both. Um, I think, in all honesty, uh, Regal needs to do what he's doing with the women's title and have a ladder match for okay. a number one contendership, like a Money in the Bank match for a number one contender for the U.S. title if Dijakovic doesn't somehow get back into the picture after he goes after the... Um, Damian Priest, I think it's. I already said what I want. I want an Iron Man match between those two, mm-hmm. and I feel like that Batista gift. Give us what we want because that match right there is golden. Now let's say somehow that happens. Who would I want to face Lee after? I would definitely like to see Lee versus Dream or Lee ver. Actually, no, screw that. Lee versus Dream is a dream match right there. Right. That That is, you've got the guy that went toe-to-toe with Ricochet, probably one of the more insane high flyers to yeah. one of the biggest high flyers. So I definitely see, you know, that that's that's the dream match after the di- my other dream match was the Di Dijakovic and Keith Lee Iron Man match. All right, Kayla. I actually kind of like the idea um, what Julie has said about the um, make it a ladder match. Make them whoever, you know, make them just climb the ladder, make themselves work for number one contender spot. Um, but as far as Dijakovic and Keith Lee goes, um, I definitely do not think that feud is over, even though Dijakovic is kind of preoccupied uh, right now. With Damian Priest. Um, and as far as dream matches, I would definitely have to agree as well, Julie, with the uh, 
Keith Lee versus Velveteen Dream. I think that one would actually be a really good match. Yeah. No, but basically it's like when you see a tweet from Dijakovic saying, Damien Priest, you're a dead man. It's like, yeah, he's got a little business to take care of first. <laughs> but it's like it's, it's, it's a few weeks and everything until Tampa and everything to settle this, uh, settle the dust down and find out who the true number one contender would be. Um, yeah, I definitely would like to see Dijakovic and Lee kind of shut the door on the rivalry with like one final match, Iron Man definitely would be the best one to do it. Uh, we got five weeks. Yeah. Five, five weeks. We- oh, God, I'm flying in five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be okay. Did Did you get a window or aisle seat? Um, I'm, we're doing Southwest, so you pick your seats. So I'm pretty sure I'm doing the aisle. She's doing the window. Ah, uh, okay. I'm big. I need space. I was in her Prius coming home, and it's like a clown car for me. <laughs> yeah, Priuses are small, but uh, yeah, this yeah five weeks until WrestleMania weekend and everything. So there's plenty of time to settle this out. But uh, yeah, Damien Priest, watch your back. All right, so another title picture all crazed up right now is SmackDown tag titles. Ugh, Miz and Morrison. Jackasses had to cheat to win, but they got the titles from the New Day at Super Showdown. They're in the ring celebrating on Friday night when the lovely Mr. Hamilton gives them the sad news that they got an Elimination Chamber match as their first title defense. Of course, this is them off. What else is new? (laughs) So, basically, looking at coming up with Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania, Jolie. Who wins Elimination Chamber? What's the title match look like for WrestleMania? I think that they retain and they're going to face probably the Usos at WrestleMania. Just because the Usos completely destroyed them last Friday night. Yeah. All right. Kayla? Um, at Elimination Chamber, Miz and John Morrison's going to retain, and it's going to go into WrestleMania, um, with the Usos re- um, becoming seven-time champions, and they can go back to uh, Big E and say, "Ha, we're tied now. Can't say nothing no more." <laughs> Man, I was still hoping to see like a clash of the titans at WrestleMania because it's like I know that uh, Usos and Big and New Day. They've like had like unbelievable matches before. I was hoping to see another one at WrestleMania. I don't think we're gonna get it though. Looks like we're we're all in the same boat with Miz and Morrison retaining an Elimination Chamber. I don't know how they're gonna do it, but we'll see. And then um, them going against the Usos at WrestleMania, and it would be nice. It would be nice to see the Usos get like a major major win like that at WrestleMania for their seventh title. I mean, it's going to be interesting regardless. You got the high-flying Luchadors versus uh, hardcore parkour John Morrison. Can't wait to see what he actually does in in that type of chamber event. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is kind of odd that uh, Dawson and Dash are not in there. Oh, yeah. uh, But, you know, when you don't want to sign contracts, you shouldn't be rewarded, so. Right, and then the... 
Ziggler and Rude in it, in it, and just they're on and off tag team and everything. Yeah, they ain't going. Well, Zig- Ziggler and Rude is kind of like what, um, oh, Ziggler and, um, Drew were. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like that. Like, I I do kind of wish that Ziggler would be given a title shot eventually again. But right now, I just don't see it um, because he he does on and off. WWE has been giving him a lot of uh, leeway lately because he does comedy shows yeah. and comedy tours. So I think that's why. But he does put on spectacular matches, and he will always be one of my favorite heels considering where he came from as a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's still crazy Fear to think squad. about. Kenny! Ziggler and Robert Rude are like two little insects in your house that no matter what you do, you can't get rid of them. (laughs) (laughs) Except when it comes to, oh, we're going to follow King Corbin around like lost puppy dogs, and he's getting dog food dumped on him. We're going to pretend to be knocked out underneath the commentary table. Even though in reality we're just pretending to be knocked out, but we're really okay. <laughs> right. Oh, and then how about Rude the other day pulling an Eddie Guerrero to get a uh, Big E tossed? Hey, you learn from the best. Anybody <laughs> that pulls an Eddie Guerrero, I give props to. Like when they when they do the chair stick or they do the the the. Even when at first I was angry at Andrade when he started doing the Three Amigos and he started doing the shimmy. Yeah. But it made me realize, you know, Eddie would want him to do that. Eddie would love the fact that he is honored that way. So I'm actually okay with them. Anybody that uses anything Eddie. But side note, we we need to talk about something. And it actually does... Uh, pertain to Eddie, and I know I'm going off script, and I know, but this is something that just popped up this past week, I believe. Oh, okay. With um, Vicky being basically blackballed by the WWE, and how people are coming to say that she's now she can't work. Um, so she can't talk to any WWE wrestlers, right? That that's basically what blackballed means. So she can't. So she has all of AEW. All of ROH and all of uh, Impact, but WWE is not letting her work. Does that make sense to anybody? Nah, mm, not really. Yeah, she's like out of work that she can't talk to one brand, but she has like three others to work with. No, she's got four if you count NWA. Okay, yeah, there you go. I mean, I get it. I get that she's upset about this because she can't interview her friends. They did the same thing to Jericho. Mm-hmm. Jericho may bitch about it. He may make snide comments about it, but he understands it's a business. Right. You're, it's it's a business, and we we it's like you're not going to have the sideline reporter for one team, you know, go to the the rival team to interview. You don't do that. It's do I feel sorry that she she got this happened to her and that they weren't talking to her? And okay, yeah, I do, but yeah. They 
I'm I'm not trying to be insensitive. I really not. But WWE took care of their family for a long time after Eddie passed. Exactly. Vince never had to give her a job. He did. And I'm sorry for going off script on that one, but that's just something that's been bugging me. And I just wanted to bring it up with you ladies and see what you you thought about it. Because it's like, I get her point of view and I get what AEW fans are like, you know, trying to bring. But you're not going to have somebody that's seen on their television show come back and interview. And people are saying, well, Booker T was on the cruise. Yeah, it was the cruise. He was never seen on any live AEW TV YouTube content. He wasn't. Yeah. And they they honestly really need to... just like Tony Siobhan needs to learn how to shut the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, because it's like, I definitely would, it's like, yeah, it is a business for sure, and another example about it and everything is like Renee Young. Because it's like, Moxley uh, competed last night at Revolution. She was, come to find out, she was backstage. Surprise, surprise. I knew she wouldn't be on camera, because it's a, it's a totally different brand, and she would put her a uh, position with uh, Fox and WWE, WWE um, in jeopardy and everything. But I knew she would be in the building to support Moxley Health, her husband. And then as far as like with Vicky Guerrero and everything, she I mean, she really should have been more cautious about it whenever she did like wanted to make that AEW appearance. And I because it's like I don't know like exactly what her role was with if she has anything going with WWE right now, like as far as like a contract or anything like that, or just mainly the affiliation. And it, it's like, yeah, it, with all due respect to Vicky Guerrero and everything and all she's been through with her life and her career and with Eddie and everything, it's like, yeah, she just, she needs to pick her battles on this one. Kayla. I agree. Um, basically they all said, um, I mean, there's like, as far as I was looking at Chris Jericho's podcast, like you said, um, as far as he had gone, you know, everybody was on the cruise. Like Booker T was on there. Jake the Snake Roberts was on there. Um, even Ric Flair was on there. But anyway, um, as far as Vicky, um, I saw something that's saying she likes to exaggerate a lot, mm-hmm. which um, I don't know if that's true or not. But um, she does need to learn how to pick her battles. Also, if you got three other brands... Maybe extend yourself a little bit further. Find another one that you, if you can't be part of WWE, find another one. Um, and as far as Renee, absolutely, she's going to be there. Um, to give you a little funny thing, um, when Mox had won the um, United States title back in New Japan, mm-hmm. she had, um, I guess she had side or floor seats or whatever, she put her little badge on there that said, uh, she made a little quote. She said, Mrs. Mrs. Renee Paquette Young, uh, I don't know. She said, Renee Paquette Young, good Ambrose Moxley at your service. <laughs> <laughs> she put all her names on there. I was like, okay, it's kind of funny. So she just shows the badge. So yeah, yeah. definitely when I found out Renee was backstage, obviously she's going to be there, but they didn't. They did have the respect not to put her on camera, which is a good thing. Yeah, I don't know. They had a late night because she was tweeting about uh, flying with a hangover. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't Mox with a hangover? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? There was probably both of them. 
Yeah, considering uh, he did talk about it's a beer o'clock somewhere, and he's got to go find that whiskey. Yeah. So. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I mean, Vic, I mean, no matter who she gets the interview or doesn't get the interview and everything, we all know Vicky Guerrero is going to be part of the WWE family forever, in one way or another. Okay, so with Super Showdown occurring on Thursday, there was this is not the first time that this has happened. A lot of build up to Super Showdown, a lot of promos, a lot of hype into it. But the downfall of it was we another pay-per-view was like the very next weekend with very little announced for it. And so that's kind of what we were coming up around this time. Super Showdown just occurred, but also we have Elimination Chamber one week from today. So let's see. Kayla, since Super Showdown had a pack card and very little has been announced for Elimination Chamber, did Super Showdown actually ruin Elimination Chamber pay-per-view? No, um, I think when they kind of like jumpstart themselves a little bit with these matches, um, not matches, um, events, I think it, I think it always kind of makes it interesting, like, um, because you always see like during the whole, um, always see rumors coming out. Like I had actually seen this rumor card of everything that's supposed to happen, supposedly, and and it actually came true, like. The whole Goldberg was going to beat the Fiend. Um, that came true. Um, then it was going to be the Fiend versus John Cena. Well, that came true. And then the rumor has said also that at one point it was Braun Strowman was supposed to beat Shinsuke Nakamura. That's came true. Roman Reigns becomes another Universal Champion. Well, that's going to happen at WrestleMania, obviously. Um, unless they decide, Goldberg, hey, we want you to stick around for... 500 some days and trying to break Brock Lesnar's record. Oh, um, hell no. <laughs> um, then as far as that, I think it's going to make it a little bit more interesting. Like I said, all the rumors have come true. One that hasn't actually came in the process yet that I hope it does happen between now and then. Bailey's supposed to lose her title to Sasha Bank um, after she breaks Charlotte's record, which she's literally six days away. I think it makes it interesting to see how they take Super Showdown, fling it into um, Elimination Chamber. I think it's just, it's going to be fun, fun night. Just, I guess, keep you guessing. I like how they keep you guessing a little bit because it's like, okay, what what's this match for? Or, you know, you've seen a, a WWE pay-per-view. They just throw a match in there for the heck of it. Like, where did this feud happen? You know, it's like, <laughs> who are these people? But uh, yeah, no, I don't, th- I don't think it was a bad idea. I like how they're kind of, you know, keep you guessing. Okay. All right. Jolie? Well, looking at the card right now, we've got three definite matches. Raw women's title, Elimination Chamber, number one contender match. SmackDown tag title, Elimination Chamber match. And the Intercontinental Championship of Strowman versus Shinsuke, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. Because somehow Sami Zayn tricked them. Now, I'm hoping... What happens is that we'll actually finally get our Shinsuke versus Sammy out of this match mm-hmm. when Braun retains and Shinsuke blames Sammy. Um, one of the predictions is the Street Profits versus Seth and Ra- uh, Murphy again, but we'll see what happens. Um, and Lacey versus five under five other SmackDown women. So that's still up in the air because she said something on February 21st. 
that she would have the last five other women elimination chamber. That would be the second elim- women's elimination chamber match and third overall, but nobody else has been confirmed. Nothing else has been confirmed. And it's been kind of interesting. You've seen that Bailey's been on such a winning streak without Sasha. And now that Sasha's come back, they lost on Friday. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that I don't know all the matches. Um, but it does make me kind of glad that I'm not going. I saved about $130, $140. Um, don't get me wrong. I would love to see Elimination Chamber up close and personal. I that's I think it's one of my favorite matches. Mm-hmm. Um when it was first introduced. Um, but yeah, I need the money for Tampa. But no, it, it's it's I sometimes it's kind of, just reminds me of what happened with Fastlane and we got a decent card. I mean yeah. literally how many matches before Revolution were made? Like right before the, the pay per view. Like what, three or four matches were made right before the pay per view happened? Evolution? No, Revolution. Oh the yeah, yeah. One. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like the women's yeah. t- the women's match like was literally made up that day, wasn't it, or something like that? I read. It was like within the la- within the week heading up to it. Yeah, it was, like yeah. that was like one of the last matches. And I th- no, actually, the last match that was actually made for Revolution was actually the day. Was it the day before? Was uh, Darby Allen and Sammy Guerrero? Okay, so it's that like, kind of was thrown in there at the last minute. So it's like I think. The, the only matches they want to build up are right now for WrestleMania. They want to make WrestleMania more prevalent. And, yeah, this will help make WrestleMania more prevalent. But, sadly, Elimination Chamber got put in a bad spot this year. Mm-hmm. I think this should have been one maybe before SummerSlam. I think they need to flop Hell in the Cell and... Wait, no, we already... Just, yeah. No, Hell in the Cell was... What's before uh, SummerSlam? No, uh, Hell in the Cell was after... Um... It was like after nine champ, like Clash of Champions. It was like uh, Hell in Cell is back in October. Okay, so all right, so that's Hell in Cell's. But what's right before SummerSlam? Money in the Bank, ain't it? Well, it was like Money in the Bank, and then there was like a. Did they? Oh, Extreme Rules. Yeah, Extreme Rules was before. Yeah. So it's like you know why couldn't they they flop one of those? I mean, hell, I would have taken a Clash of Champions. Be perfectly honest. Honestly, I think they really should have just um, postponed Super Showdown until after WrestleMania. That they couldn't. Unfortunately, well, they can't. That's actually on the Saudi schedule from what I've been reading. Ah. Uh, and, you know, right now with everything that's going on in the world, I don't think they want to have their superstars. Yeah. Last year, Elimination Chamber was in February. Mm-hmm. Then it was Fastlane. Yeah. So they completely got rid of Fastlane this year. Yeah. Because the Saudi show was between Elimination Chamber and Fastlane. Because they, they hyped up the women's matches very well. And it went from there. It was like the men's matches that were all balls up in the air. We didn't know what was going to land. So I think they honestly, if they were going to do Elimination Chamber, it should have been earlier. Because this is a match where people can get hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's something like, you know, if it was held in... February, it would give more time to heal of people. I mean, Sasha Banks had a bruised tailbone, and she couldn't wrestle for like a month after Hell in the Cell after that one spot. Yeah, from what I remember reading. So it's like this is this is. I mean, I know it's five weeks before actually be literally a month before WrestleMania, but still, it's still this is a dangerous structure 
an awesome structure, but a dangerous mm-hmm. structure. Yeah. No, because it's like I was at I was actually at the Elimination Chamber pay per view last year because it was in Houston. The site of the cage is awesome. It's definitely a crazy structure, and the if they still had to have Super Showdown before WrestleMania, then yeah, they could have. They needed to move Elimination Chamber because it's like it's it because it's one of. Elimination Chamber is one of those pay-per-views like you look forward to because of the structure, the type of match, and also the craziness and the chaotic um, aspect of it. And it seems like with how much they hyped up Super Showdown, we don't know what to expect at Elimination Chamber now, which probably uh, in the past, it's like if fans don't see enough of a card being built up for an event, they won't buy tickets. I will say this though, um, from what I've been, because I was looking for tickets, uh-huh. it is it is very sold out. There, there's there's very little tickets available left. There's everything's pretty much um, resale, being sold mm-hmm. right now. Okay. So Illumination Chamber is is heavily populated. Yeah. With people, because like, yeah, there people are reselling because well now there's really no card, but it's like beforehand there was a match with. Roman in it, and that's why it should have been before Super Showdown, because then him coming down demanding the match would have made more sense. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I guess we'll actually see how it plays out when we get to it next weekend. We'll see what oh. plays out the next two days, or next uh, this Monday and Friday. Yeah, definitely for that. Okay, so wrapping up this episode, we have another Justice Chair, and of course, with the first few weeks we've all been taking the time to give a little intro about ourselves and seeing as far as like what got us into wrestling and how we became the wrestling fans that we are and i'm the only one that's left i haven't gone yet <laughs> okay so the story with wrestling with me goes back to 2005 i'm i'm the aunt of i have 12 nieces and nephews on my side of the family alone and my eldest nephew, Chris, he was nine or ten years old at the time. He comes over to my apartment one weekend, and he has a, a tape with him, a VCR tape. Um, and he's like, well, can't, can I put this in and watch it? And I'm like, well, what is it? He's like, well, it's a wrestling event. Someone taped for me. I'm like, All right, sure. Turns out to be Vengeance 2005. And I'm watching it there with him, and I'm like going, what am I, what is this? What am I watching? And then we get to the main event, which was Batista versus Triple H and Hell in a Cell. I'm like going, this is absolutely nuts. And later on that week, I see Raw on TV. I see SmackDown on TV. And I'm a little intrigued and it gets me a little like, um, turn, like it, 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 it intrigues me and everything to like, keep watching and find out exactly like what's this all about. And it actually the sub the obsession kind of grew from there. And wrestling gave me and my nephew something to connect on. I started taping all the events for him, taping all the shows for him and giving them to him every week. And we're in and we're in Houston. So the we've actually had chances to like go to Dallas, go to San Antonio, do some events here. And it gave us a lot. It definitely gave us something to bond over growing, like 
as he as he grew up and he was just over here at my house last night because he's 20 he's um about to be 25 right now and it's something we could still talk about to this day and when i met my husband he used to watch wrestling back in the day and then of course i ended up getting him back into it so he goes to the events with all of us with like me my nephew and then some of the some of um, my nieces as well and so one way or another wrestling has always like found a way to become a little bit of a mini family event in any aspect and this past year wrestling also gave me a chance to get back into another obsession of mine which was writing and shout out to alan because i became mutuals with him on twitter and he was writing for belly up sports at the time and he i started talking to him about becoming a writer with belly up and it got me and it led me to inter, like talking hooking up with kayla and the rest is from there and so it's amazing how one one weekend with my nephew turned out to be something amazing and 15 years later it's like no matter what wrestling is a major part of my life and will still be a major part of my life going forward so and it's like in the course with this podcast it's like the wrestling it's like the wrestling journey continues ah Nah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it with me on that one. All right, so that's all. I mean, that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us, and tune in next time as Takeover continues. Y'all have a good one, and stay tuned for another Jester's Court. And welcome to another session of the Jester's Court. I'm your resident Jester Jolie, and on today's docket, what the fuck is going on with SmackDown? And why did Raw become the superior brand once again? For I would say, since Survivor Series, Raw has really become the better brand out of the two brands. I mean, right now, in all honesty, SmackDown is ranked third between Raw, NXT, and SmackDown. SmackDown is just... SmackDown has really gone down the shitter, to be perfectly honest. So, you know, I'm thinking, what is Raw that doing that SmackDown isn't? And the one thing that I've noticed that Raw has done consistently better since Survivor Series is set up long-term storylines. Now, I have constantly talked about storylines being what's what grabs you in. Now, I know with the past edition of Monday Night Raw, people were very disappointed that the thing in Rowan's cage was a giant spider. Eh-eh. Kill it with fucking fire. I do not care. I also believe that this could also be a swerve, like, you know... He's like, oh, I just want somebody to ask me nicely. There was a little kid in a house show asking him nicely to see what's in the cage. Just saying. So I, this this could be a swerve. Well, we will have to wait and see. You know, this might not be the end of what's in the box. 
what's in the cage. But again, that's a long-term storyline. You have the metamorphosis of Monday Night Rollins to Monday Night Messiah in that time, where he went from face to heel. That's a good story. You have Aleister Black challenging everybody, and now he's actually got a decent match with AJ Styles. I mean, they only had him doing jobbers, and then they had him against Eric Rowan, a big dude, and they actually put on decent matches. I I will not say that that was a bad match. You know, people might get bored with YC Wrestling. Well, you do need filler matches, and this is one of them. But it's nice to see these two guys fighting each other and not jobbers, to be perfectly honest. Or the quote-unquote local talent. So, yeah. That, I'm, I'm glad that they're doing something with the storyline. Becky and Shayna. That whole storyline. Rhea and Charlotte. That storyline. With the uh, addition of possibly Bianca Belair. Hanging in the corner, you know? I remember seeing somebody saying, Well, there's no feel-good story right now for WrestleMania for me to be invested in. I see the feel-good story is if they add Bianca Belair. That's the feel-good story right there. But the the best storyline right now, the two best storylines, in my opinion, is Drew McIntyre's redemption for, you know, everything that he's gone through to get to be fired from the WWE, to getting his life in order, to becoming this jacked beast and coming back and just laying havoc to the division. Um whether it's as a face or a heel, but right now I'm really enjoying the face side of him. I like that he gets to be a little bit more loose as a character. He gets to have fun. And people are like, well, that's stupid. No, I think it fits his personality because one of the things I remember him saying in an interview is that he likes to have fun, you know. He tries not to laugh when he's on TV, but when he's at a house show, oh my God, does the man crack up. He literally does. So... That storyline with him versus Brock and him claymoring Brock, not only in the Royal Rumble, but with Ricochet lowballing him and then him just claymoring him out of the ring, that was amazing. I'm sorry, you know, that was the best part of the Rumble for me at that point. And then Edge came out, and then we have the next best storyline, which is Edge versus Randy Orton, which definitely took a major turn last night. With Randy saying that he did this because he loves Edge. He loves Beth. He loves Lyric and Ruby. And he didn't want some jackass up-and-comer to try to take him out. So, he, he in his mind, his intentions are good. So, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. But that storyline right there. The minute he RKO'd Edge and then did the concerto... The minute that Matt Hardy came out to put him over on his last few days as being a WWE employee, I give 1,000% props to, you know, he didn't have to do that. They, they, he could have said, no, I'm just going to go home. But the, but the way that he put this storyline over, the way he made this storyline more become more of an investment for the fans, because a lot of people love Matt. They love that nostalgia factor. And I'm one of them. I finally got to meet him after 20 years. So, I'll be happy wherever he goes as long as he's doing what he loves and that's being creative. So, we'll see what happens with Matt. Um but, you know, him giving Matt the concerto 
on the steel steps and then doing it again when he's got the neck brace on and then last night with Beth you know yes she hit him and then kicked him in the gut and then he just that RKO was beautiful I mean that RKO was so smooth and he protected her very well you know Everybody's is always been saying you know the, about safe workers, safe workers. Randy Orton is one of the safer workers in the business, in my opinion, as of late. I mean, when he was coming up, he wasn't. He was uh, kind of green, and there were some issues. But as he's gotten older, he has definitely become one of the better workers. If you need to do a tough spot and to make it safe, so him hitting the RKO and then the locker room coming out to. Pre- to look at her, to protect her, um, you know, it was definitely, like, where, the one question I have was, where were these people when Matt and Edge got hit, you know, but it was Natalia and the Edgeheads came out, Curtis and Ryder, Ray and R-Truth, and then you saw Devon and Hurricane run out, and, you know, I think that this is like the storyline that's, that's, that has that it does have that possible feel good for me. It uh, I think when we know what the outcome's going to be and Edge gets that that match that he always wanted and he gets to get his return match at WrestleMania, I think it's going to be just amazing. And it's something that he deserves after 9 long years of being on the shelf. And then we look at SmackDown. The only story that they really had was Otis and Mandy. I thought that was a story that I'll actually had a lot of people invested in, a lot of interest in. So, you know, that does bring Dolph into it. So it's it's that's definitely a plus there. Another shitty storyline though was the whole Corbin and the dog food and the Roman. As much as that you know, was just dragged on way too long. I feel that, you know, they actually put on some really decent matches. Corbin has definitely been one of the better heels on SmackDown. In all honesty, he's like he's probably top five heels right now. And that's a lot coming from me because I'm not a Corbin fan. Alright, let me restrict. I do not like his character. I think the dude in real life is cool. But, again, I'm not a fan of the character. So that was the only story. The storylines. And we do we even have to talk about the women's division? You have the hottest storyline just sitting right there. And all you have to do is turn the page and let it happen. And if you're not going to let it happen, give Naomi the title. I'm sorry. But Bailey as champion has just been. People say Becky's boring as champion. No, dude, Bailey sucks as champion right now. She really does. I I love Bailey to death. I think her emo heel turn was okay, but you know it's like she needs she needs that spark, and it hasn't happened yet. So it's kind of frustrating watching this and wondering what the hell is going on. I mean. In all honesty, like their match in Saudi was, I think, fantastic. It could have been a little bit better, but you know, when you have to wrestle in the gear that they had to wrestle in, you're 
limited on what you can do. I mean, those baggy shirts really didn't help either one of them. Well, except it helped Bailey in the end. But I think, like, you know, what they had to wrestle in was very restrictive. And I do give them props for wrestling in that kind of outfit. But, yeah, it's like, what storylines do we have on SmackDown? There is none. The only interesting character and the only interesting storyline, which has technically been six years in the making, is the whole Fiend character. And people are so pissed off that Goldberg has the title. Did you all hear the response for Roman when he came out and said, I'm next? Like, I don't need a match. We already know I'm going to win. It's going to be you and me at Mania. Vince knows what he's doing. He wants to put Roman over. And I think this is the only way that he can do it. Because if it went against The Fiend, he would have been booed if he beat him. And then it's like, well, what do you do now? You know, you, you, do you turn him heel? What, what are you going to do? So, SmackDown, my ruling is this. Y'all suck. Pritchard, you're a dumbass. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. And you're ruining a great product. This product was something that a lot of people look forward to watching more so over than Raw. And now, it's dog shit. There are some some glimpses of goodness in, in that dog shit. But, you know, it you need to give your women's division a lot more respect. What what's go why hasn't Alexa wrestled? Why hasn't you know, why are you overlooking Carmella? Why are you doing all this? Like, you know, if you're not gonna give us the Sasha versus Bailey match at WrestleMania, if you're not gonna pull the trigger on that because you're giant ass fucking pussies, then, you know give us Alexa versus Bailey versus Naomi versus Carmella at Mania. Give us that. Give us something. Because you not pulling the trigger on Sasha and Bailey right now is just... You got almost a month, dude. It's a month. A month and three days is when WrestleMania is. And y'all haven't pulled the trigger. So I find SmackDown guilty of being dumb fucks. Their writers need to get their acts together. And this is the end of the Jester's Court. Have a great day.